Yellow, and welcome to Create, Talk, Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Zach Frangelo of the Savannah Bananas. I'm sure you've seen a bunch of this minor league baseball team's crazy antics on TikTok and Instagram reels. It's a fun, creative, fan-centric way to play baseball called Banana Ball, and it's very appealing. But before we slip into that interview, here's a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Back to the show. Hello, and today on Create Talk Repeat, I'm joined by Zach Frangelo, the Director of Entertainment for the Savannah Bananas. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. People are probably confused why I'm having a, a baseball team on a creativity podcast. But, you know, if anybody knows who the Savannah Bananas are, which I'm sure most people do at this point, um, you've seen them in your TikTok feeds, you've seen them on your Instagram reels of the 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 hilarity, the dancing, the just good fun times, they will understand why I'm having somebody from the Savannah Bananas on a creative creative podcast. So so Zach, why why don't I I'll start with the first question I always ask everybody of what do you create? We are uh we create smiles. That's what we do. We create entertainment and um entertainment value around the game of banana ball, which is our own version of baseball that we created back in um 20 uh 2021 and um our job is to to make baseball fun everything that we do um always gets back to the idea of is this fans first entertain always and so uh we are always creating entertainment and smiles and happiness and joy um for for everybody all of our fans uh in in the stadiums and uh online and just figuring out ways to to make people happy so let's let's talk a little bit about banana ball and mm -hmm. what what the rules are. What makes it different from regular baseball? Because I, I you know I I'm here in Indianapolis and yeah. um, you guys were just here at yep. the Victory Field. Um, a fan of the uh, Indianapolis Indians uh, minor league team, but you know there are some things about baseball that can be boring to some people. I do enjoy yeah. the the minor league game, but um, what is it that makes uh, banana ball different from the regular baseball games yeah banana ball is geared way more towards the average fan i would say so you have your baseball diehards that will sit through a four-hour game you know they're few and far between but for the most part um that we we realized the game is too long too slow and too boring mm -hmm. and so uh we created banana ball which is geared more towards um high pace high energy um and, and fun and and you know that and creating fans first moments um so there's a two hour time limit. That's probably the most uh, common rule that people talk about is that there's a two hour time limit. Um, every inning counts, meaning that if the bananas or the party animals, who's the team that we play against the majority of the time, we do play some challenger series uh, games. But uh, if the party animals score one in the top of the first and the bananas score two, the score is now one to nothing bananas. Um, it's not, you know, 
two to one going into the second inning. Sure. Um, so every inning counts. What what that does is create walk-off opportunities. Basically, every single inning, there's an opportunity for a walk-off. And it's one of the most exciting plays in baseball. So having those walk-off moments every inning is really exciting and really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, there's some other rules that are, you know, meant for the speed of the game. You know, no stepping out of the box, no bunting. Walks become a sprint where uh, if uh, – Pitcher throws ball four. Uh, the defense has to throw it to every single position. So usually the catcher short, throws it to short, short throws it to second, second throws it to third, third throws it to first, first throws it to left, left throws it to right, right throws it to center. And then the ball becomes live. And so usually there's a play at second or a play at first, um, just with how fast these guys have started to get the ball around the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, the most fans first rule of them all is if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. And so getting the fans involved in the game and, um, you know, letting them have an impact on the outcome of the game is, is really cool. And is what we, what we stand for of fans first. Yeah. I was, I was explaining to people that didn't know who the Savannah bananas were that it's basically like the Harlem Globetrotters for baseball, except it's like a real game. Like you guys sometimes lose, right? A lot. Yeah. We're actually we're getting losing <laughs> well, don't, don't right say now. that. Don't yeah, no, that. we lose all the time. And the party animals are a really, really good team. And, you know, they've actually created, a fan base for themselves um you know they've they've already accumulated 1.3 million followers on tiktok um and they've only been on tiktok for maybe six months maybe mm-hmm. six months um and so they're growing at a rapid pace um but yeah no it's uh the the harlem globetrotters is an awesome comparison um just because the the harlem globetrotters you know revolutionized basketball when they first were incepted they um uh, they were selling out Madison Square Garden. The NBA was inviting them to come to games before NBA games uh, just so they can get butts and seats. Mm-hmm. And the game was so, you know, exciting and new and entertaining. The problem was, was that one, the Globetrotters won every single night. So besides one night in history, the, the Washington Generals won one time in their entire history, um, which was a mistake, actually, They, which is hilarious. But uh but the Globetrotters, they always won. The show relatively stayed the same. And that was where we wanted to be different. And so I, I wish I could script hitting a fastball. I wish I could script right. a banana winning every night. If that were possible, uh, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, but it's just impossible. It's impossible to script baseball, mm-hmm. which makes it so amazing and so great. And, um, yeah, that's what that's the big difference that, for us. That's That makes me laugh whenever I hear people talk about how sports are scripted and how you know yeah. the, the whole joke now is the nfl is scripted and stuff and, right. I, and i'm sure there's ways that you could do that but like it, when you're playing a sport and you're you're throwing a baseball you're throwing a football that other person has to hit the ball the other person has to catch it regardless of how it's written on the page so yeah. you know you can it's not wrestling you can't uh, map yeah. it out the way the way you want it to be every night so correct correct so you guys play against the party animals Yep. Are, and you said there's other teams that you guys play against uh, in other tournaments. Do you, is there still, is it still banana ball or do you play other, you know, regular uh, baseball rules? Yeah. So challenger series are awesome. Usually we're playing other independent league teams, um, you know, professional teams. Uh, we've played the Charleston dirty birds this year, the Kansas city monarchs. Um, and, and I think we're gearing up to play the Trenton thunder this upcoming week. Um but those games are all banana ball, which is cool. Um, you know, when we come to the, the park, it's really funny because, you know, we're the home team in all of these cities. Like we, we come in, we're the home team. Uh, they're playing by our rules, banana ball. 
uh, and they're getting involved in the show. Um, you know, we have sometimes where it's a really great product and, uh, sometimes it's not as great, which is fine. You know, some teams don't really want to buy into banana ball and that's, that's okay. But for the most part, we tell these guys when we first, you know, meet with them, we say, we want this to be the most fun you've ever had playing baseball in your entire life. And, you know, we had Matt Adams, who was uh, part of the Washington Nationals just a few years ago, uh, won a World Series. He played with the Kansas City Monarchs last year. And he said it was, you know, besides winning the World Series was the most fun that he ever had playing baseball. And um, that's what we aim to do. And so these Challenger Series are really exciting for our fans and for us, you know, to add validity to the game, you know, that it is, it's not scripted and that, um, you know, we are, there's a high, high level of baseball here because we we've always said it. If the baseball isn't incredible here, this doesn't work. Like banana ball does not work. If the baseball is not to the highest standard. So, so with that said, you guys have, you know, legitimate baseball players on your team. How do you, how do you recruit? I mean, I'm sure now it's probably easier to recruit now that you have been gained this huge fan base and people see you on TikTok and and whatnot, but how, how is, how do you do, do you have open tryouts? Are you recruiting? Is there scouts? Are you trying to bring, you know, steal people from uh, major league baseball? What's uh, how do you bring in players? Yeah, it's it's a combination of things. You know, when we were in the college league, it was a little bit different. You know, teams just kind of sent people to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have uh, invite only tryouts where, you know, you can submit an application online and explain why you'd make a great banana ball player. And um, then we host a tryout in the in the prep season. And that is where we look to add talent. But for the most part, um, we're, we're a, relative, a very loyal team. And so, you know, there's not usually like a ton of spots going around. You know, we, we stay loyal to the guys that have been here for, you know, years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Malachi Mitchell, who's the fastest guy in baseball, um, he's been with us since the first first game of Banana Ball. And there's a couple guys like that, Dakota McFadden, Michael Deeb. They've been around for all of these games. And so um, it is it is interesting. Our tryout is unlike any other tryout that, we've ever i've ever seen i mean you're not really touching a baseball until one o'clock you know mm-hmm. the first half of the day is all based on fan engagement dancing TikTok stations how you interact with fans um you know crazy trick plays and stuff like that like that is the beginning of the day then the second half we just say all right let's go ahead and play banana ball and so once you start playing banana ball you know you're really showing like all right this is what i can do here are the crazy trick plays that i can make and um you know tyler gillum and, and adam byron are two coaches and um, director of baseball operations here um they do a, a fantastic job in getting the right people um because we're not looking for the best baseball player in the world um because if that best baseball player in the world doesn't have the entertainment value as well it's not an our kind of guy you know that's not the kind of guy we're looking for we're looking for the person that can be exceptional baseball players and exceptional entertainers at the same time um and and it's hard to find but you know we've gotten incredibly lucky with the teams that we have to uh to uh grow this thing and and make it what it is yeah yeah no that's great yeah you can be the best at i mean that's with uh, any sort of form of entertainment you can be the best singer in the world but you don't have a stage presence you know you might sell some cds but your concerts aren't going to be very good so exactly i think uh, cds how old am i <laughs> I'm, I'm a cd guy too you're good i just have I, my dad used to burn me CDs. i burned my own cds i'm i'm right there with you <laughs> so your your title is director of entertainment what is it that you do for the savannah bananas yeah so my job is basically the protector of the show 
So my job is to uh, script the show, run the show, um, run rehearsals, um, you know, idea creation. Um, I work really closely with Jesse Cole, the owner of the Bananas, and we work um, daily on idea creation and um, building the greatest show in sports. Um, you know, throughout that entire process, you know, it's putting people in the right places at the right time, casting the right people, and, you know, building out these scripts where it's like, all right, we open the gates at 5.30. From 5.30 to 7, there's a full grandstand show. And then when the game starts, what's happening between innings? What are the big moments that are happening in-game? What are the dances? What are the scoring celebrations? And now it's actually doing it for two teams. So it's you have the party animals and the bananas, so it's scripting out both sides. You guys, do you have – so – you know, it's still baseball, so you still have to have yep. batting practice. You still have to throw and catch and all that yep. stuff. But do you also have, you know, choreographers that come in and work with the, the team? Do you have, you know, any sort of other outside, I don't want to say outside, maybe inside, but people that come in to try to teach uh, that fan engagement part of it? Like you were talking about, you guys, somebody might have it, but you might be, you know, this guy's better at baseball, but he's not real good at fan engagement. Let's, you know, let's see if we bring in somebody to help him with that. Do you have those sort of things? Not really. Um, we do have our dancing first base coach, Maceo. Maceo is incredible at mm -hmm. what he does. Um, you know, he's an incredible dancer. He was he has a dance background, an incredible hip hop dancer, and he kind of teaches most of the dances. Um, I have a dance background, so I can kind of help him and, and guide him in the right direction. But for the most part, he handles all of that. And he's incredibly talented and he's an incredible um entertainer and so he's able to teach these guys some of the choreography and the dances but when it comes to like the broad spectrum of like the baseball side and the fan engagement side those guys we, we coach them up a little bit but our main focus this year has actually been a lot on the social media side of things and like building up these guys personal brands and their social medias to make them personal and show them you know what they're all about you know we have guys that are incredible weightlifters mike vivasis he's the party animals coach and player um he's a bodybuilder and so his tiktok has started to build towards like that like the combination of bodybuilding and banana ball so being a baseball player and bodybuilder and then you have jackson olsen obviously who's uh incredible tiktok sensation um who came in as a tiktoker but had that baseball background you know he played college baseball um but he was one of those like main core guys on TikTok that were blowing up because of baseball and food content. And so now we've just married the two together to where he can play baseball still or banana ball and still do TikTok content. And he's, and he seemed to have found a home here with us because his story is actually really interesting where he, he had told stories where he would uh, sneak into the locker room at 2 AM at his old college to make TikToks just because he was, uh, you know, people were, you know, his teammates were making fun of him for TikToks and all that kind of stuff. And now he's in an environment where all of these guys can come together and build TikToks together as a group. And, um, you know, it's it's really special to see. So you mentioned that your you had some dance background. Did you have any baseball background? What is your background? To, you know, how did you come yeah. to be a part of this team? Yeah, so I played baseball my entire life, uh, all the way up until literally my first day of college, I was playing baseball. Um, I started dancing when I was in in high school, um, and I kind of fell in love with it, and it came to a decision point. I'm like, hey, which route do I want to go? And dance seemed to be the, the right path. Um, so with all of that, there's um, it, it's kind of a weird path in how I got there. Um, I worked in the NHL for a little bit, and I was also the director of entertainment for a college hockey team at the same time. And I was kind of just building a resume around sports entertainment. And I had this dance background. I had the baseball background. I had the sports entertainment background. And then Jesse Cole messaged me one day, and it just all kind of 
came together into one piece. And that was my path to getting to the bananas. Sound like you were you were on a path for the bananas from the beginning, you know, with the, whether with I the knew baseball. it or not. Yeah, you, know, you didn't know long it long before the bananas were even a, a thing at that point. But yes, right, that's awesome. So you guys play against the party animals. Is there what's the, I guess the roundabout question is what's the what's the vision for this going forward? Are there going to be more teams? Is there going to be a whole banana ball league? Are we going to see a, an Indianapolis team? Are we going to see a Denver team? Is it going to be a whole nother? thing that's going to grow and be you know uh, a bigger thing than just savannah versus uh, party animals yeah I, I like the way you think um you know i i believe so um i'm not 100 sure what that looks like um what we are looking for is through the next year of like bringing banana ball to more people that's our our biggest thing right now is just bringing banana ball to more people mm -hmm. um i i believe there's an, an opportunity to grow this to a third team or a fourth team and then possibly into a league i think that's one of the big main downfalls of uh, the Globetrotters with that, where they never actually moved to a league setting uh, where they didn't add more teams. They ad didn't add any competition. And so that is something that we are looking forward to. Um, you know, we're not 100% sure off the top of our head yet, but it's something that we think about and we're having conversations about. And um, hopefully we can, you know, just continue to bring banana ball to more people. Well, don't don't forget about Indianapolis. You know, you uh, had we loved hey, Indianapolis. You we guys had the it. largest crowds here that you had what we heard on the news was yeah. you guys had the largest crowds here than anywhere else. So that's it's, it's pretty special. We we've we've heard that a lot of places that we've gone of that we uh you know we'll come to these ballparks and then shatter an attendance record and a concessions record and then we play the second night and then we shatter our first night's record. And so we were holding spots one and two at all these ballparks. And that's not what it's about. You know, it's not about us coming in and shattering records, it's just not who we are. Um but we do but it know, shows your popularity. Love, I mean, it shows yeah, how much people love, are enjoying this. Exactly. We love bringing it to as many fans as possible. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you guys, you said it where it's, it's all about the fans. If it doesn't, you know, work for the fans then it doesn't work. And that's one of the things that I really loved about, um, I, I was a big fan of arena football. And mm -hmm. I thought the AFL was great because it was very fan centric. Um, yeah. I'm still a huge NFL fan, but I liked I like going to the AFL games because it was just so much. I felt like it was part of the game. You know, I felt like it was right. part of the team and stuff. And so I really like that idea. So if as long as you keep it, you know, fan centric, I think that it could be something uh, much right. larger than just the span. Plus, it also helps you guys have a. I'm a graphic designer, so it helps you guys have a really great logo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the logo is definitely a big piece of it. It's awesome. It's easy to sell merch and having the name Savannah Bananas. Did where did do you know where the ethos of the name where it came from? I do, I do. It was actually a name the team competition. Uh, so they had a contest uh, when they were after they announced, you know, the that we're going to be coming. Um, and Jesse and Emily and Jared and, and the whole front office. It was a small one at that, you know, six people strong at the mm -hmm. start. Um, to now being up over, you know, we're close to forty full-time staff members and 150 traveling team, basically 150 people traveling. It was a name the team contest. And, uh, you know, I forget her name and I shouldn't, but I do, I have a horrible memory, but she suggested Savannah bananas and they just kind of went on a train of like, you know, we have a mascot called split. We have a grandma dance team called the banana nanas. And like the, the, the ideas just started to flow. And so once they announced it, it was horribly received here in Savannah. Like people were saying Jesse should be run out of town. Uh, everybody hated the name and they're saying they're disgraced the game. Like they shouldn't be here. Um, and, and obviously now it's, it's turned around and looked to be relatively successful, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I can imagine they're embracing you at this point. So <laughs> 
do you do you have a favorite moment or a favorite uh, point of you know uh, something you've done either in a game or with the fans or something that's happened on you know you created social media posts something that yeah. is your favorite thing that you guys have done yeah um my favorite in-game moment has to be the fireball that we did uh that was months of practice and lead up yeah when uh we had a pitcher um kyle louis he literally lit a ball on fire and then threw a, fi a, a fastball um and it was that took months of planning um you know we had brought it up because we had the fire bat that went viral and so we were what's the next step of that and we did the fireball and you know it it was one of those things where we had been talking about it for a long time but nobody really knew how to execute it um and i have a, a science background as well like science was my fallback plan on baseball and because everybody you know your parents always say make sure you have a backup plan and right yeah do a dream and <laughs> baseball or dance like two careers where it's incredibly competitive mm -hmm. um and so science is my background and i i i said i could do it and i kept saying that i could do it and they're like well we haven't done it yet and so it was in the prep season and i said all right we're gonna figure it out and so a week before the season we put it in the script figured out how to do it how to do it safely and the first time it actually we tried it in a game it failed the lighter wouldn't light huh. so we literally holds up the ball that is ready to be set on fire kyle's probably freaking out heart beating out of his chest and it just won't light and so he shakes it off and throws a pitch and comes back to the dugout. Everybody's asking me, like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? I said, we're doing it until we, like, we'll run this every inning until it happens. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be amazing. And then the next inning goes out, gets two strikes, lights, lights perfectly, holds the ball up, ball's on fire. That crowd reaction is pretty, was was amazing. You could hear an audible gasp from the fans, which was sure. really cool. Um, so that was a really cool moment. Uh, but then one that uh, that sticks out to me as probably one of my favorite all-time banana moments was actually in our One City World Tour back in uh, 2021. It was in Mobile, Alabama. And I still wasn't, um, you know, fully with the team at this point. I was in an audition process. I wasn't sure if I had a job the next week with the bananas. For all I knew, I was going back to work, uh, you know, artificial crowd noise for the NHL in Vegas. Like, that's what I thought was happening. Um, but I knew I was on an audition with these guys. And... Um, it was the the middle of the third, and uh, we were doing what's called, we do it every game, it's called the crowd sing-off. And it's basically a competition between the third base side and the first base side, and who can sing loudest, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember hearing that crowd in Mobile, where it was only maybe like 3,000, maybe 4,000 people. Like, it's not a huge crowd, but just hearing them react and seeing the joy. Like, I took a second, I stepped back and kind of just watched it happen. And I realized like this was where I was supposed to be. And so I always hold that moment pretty near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and just thanks of, of being here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and that's great. It's a fan. Well, it's showing you like the fans are really into it. It's like, you're, it's working. What you're doing is working. Yes, and, exactly. And this was know, before it and took it off. Like this is, right? this is, this was the first ever game that we had traveled banana ball with. Like yeah. we had no idea if this was going to work if we traveled. Um, and so it kind of set up the future right then and there. So, about the fireball <laughs> what, what happens if the party animal hits a home run and this ball's on fire and it's and it goes it, even more viral <laughs> and flies into the stands and somebody catches it like it's amazing it's, um, incredible i i i we talked about this all the time actually when the party animals were first coming around i was like we have a moment in our game called the three two two and the three two two is when the shortstop, second baseman, center fielder, and pitcher all do a choreographed dance on the mound. They all mm -hmm. pinch together. So the shortstop, second baseman, and center fielder are, are out of position. And I used to tell the party animals all the time, I was like, I hope you hit one out because if you hit one out, that's incredible content right there. Like yeah. 
all the time. And so like, there's, they're free to swing away at any of those moments. Uh, fireball was an outside fastball and it, it missed the outside corner. I don't know. It wasn't by much. And I was like, if there's ever a time to script a strikeout, like, Holy, that would have been it. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, it, the fire went out about halfway down the mound. Okay. So right as he was letting go of the ball, like, just with air and it, it wouldn't still be on fire as it's Correct. flying into the stands. It would you, still have butane and soap on it. Though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it, what is it that continues to inspire you guys uh, to, I, I think I can answer this for you. It's the fans, right? It's that's yep. what continues to inspire the Savannah bananas, right? Correct. Yep. You nailed it. Yeah. It is that it is the next fan. It is the the fact that this week, this week alone, I don't know the, the full capacities of these stadiums that we're going to, but we're going to Trenton for one game on Wednesday and Staten Island uh, for two games on um, Friday and Saturday. And it's the fact that 95% of those people, this will be their first ever banana ball game. And so it's that, that feeling of like, okay, you know, these people have been seeing this. This is their one chance to see us. And it's so incredibly hard to get tickets, which is crazy to me, but it is, yeah. it, it's just, it's just hard to do. It's hard to get tickets. And mm -hmm. um, it's these people's opportunity. And they've been looking forward to this since, you know, possibly a year ago, Christmas time. Like they, they, they could have been waiting for this since we announced our schedule in October and um, you know, almost a full calendar year later, it's finally there. And so having that and, and understanding like we have to bring our best show to these people every single night is really important to us. Yeah. I remember when they made the announcement here in Indianapolis that Savannah bananas were coming. And then when the tickets went on sale, I mean, they were gone like that. I mean, yeah. it was, it was insane how quickly they went, but it was great for you guys. So yeah. that's, uh, that's fantastic. So, well, we talked about kind of what's, you know, in the distant future, what's, what are you guys working on now? What's something that's coming up in the near future for, for the team? Is that more tours? Are you going back to Savannah? What's the, what's the plan? Yeah. So right now we're in Savannah. So we have one last game in Savannah here uh, for this home stretch. We have a three game stretch here at home. Um, and then we, like I said, we head out to Trenton, Staten Island, and then we kind of do a Northeast tour. So we actually go up to Brockton, Mass, Portland, Maine. We kind of hit this entire Northeast section and we have four more games here in Savannah. Um, and then we round out the tour with um, a uh, Des Moines, Milwaukee, Syracuse, and Cooperstown. And then after that, our big event of the year, every year, our biggest event is our live draft. So we have our live draft on October 5th, where we are going to be announcing where we're going next year. Um, all the surprises, everything that, you know, people have been asking about, like what's happening next. All of that will get revealed in our live draft on October 5th, which will be live to view. Um, it'll be on, on our YouTube. Like, we'll we will blow this thing up. It's we're, I've been working on it for a couple of days now, just like getting the plans together. And it's like we're setting up a concert, like a festival of just the kind of stuff that we're doing. So um, we're, we're pretty excited about the live draft and what that'll entail. That sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Look forward to, to hearing more and seeing more about yeah. that. Um, if anybody is interested in learning more about the Savannah Bananas, you can go to their website, thesavannahbananas.com. You can learn all about Banana Ball, get tickets, and buy some swag that you get that really cool logo on a, on a shirt or hat or whatever. Um, but before we let you go, Zach, I got one last question for you. Um, if you're speaking to a classroom full of creatives um what kind of advice would you give them as they go forward in their creative journey ideas are everything you have to work your idea muscle you have to continue to create new ideas and um every day work on ideas whether that be um moving towards something or just in general um and then also don't be afraid to have ideas that suck i will be honest 95 percent of my ideas are terrible like that's just the reality of it you know it's one person bouncing off ideas off of each of themselves but 
once you get into a room of creative people and you get people that are creative with you, the ability to bounce ideas off of each other creates such an amazing culture that um, you, you feel like you're not afraid to fail. Um, tonight, for example, we um, were trying something that we originally were shot down for trying. Um, and we're getting to execute it tonight. And all of our group is really excited to see this thing come to life. We're putting in that extra effort just because we know like this can be successful. Um, and we just need to do it. And uh, so, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Be be ready to uh, to take criticism and um, run with it. But never uh, forget who you truly are and, and what truly makes you passionate. You know, being able to find an escape is really important, too. You know, I... I escape to Montana whenever I have the opportunity. That's where my dad lives. Um, my dad and my stepmom and my, my little sister all live up in Montana. And so um, every opportunity I get to go spend time out there, I'm going to do it. And so that's uh, that's kind of the uh, – those are the cliff notes, I guess, yeah. for, for the creatives out there. That's that's great advice. And, you know, I think also uh, to dovetail on that is, you know, don't, you know, work your ideas – but don't be afraid to put your ideas out there. Don't be yeah. afraid to put them on social media because, you know, as, as much as Banana Ball is great and it's, it's so much fun, we wouldn't know what it was if it weren't for the reels and the TikToks right. and everything else. So, you know, you got I see it come across. I get my friend sends me stuff all the time. We're sending each other, you know, funny yeah. videos and we get things from the Savannah Bananas that come up regularly. So yeah. it's uh, don't be afraid to put it out there and, and work those ideas. And, and, you know, some of them, like you said, they may suck, but they're uh, – but they're your ideas and you know part of something, part of growing it's part something of something will catch something will catch yeah. so well zach thank you so much for your time today i appreciate it uh wish you best of luck and uh moving forward with this event at bananas and i and i hope that uh maybe someday it grows into a bigger league and you'll be the the director of the banana ball league <laughs> entertainment <laughs> entertainment maybe awesome. not the whole thing i would love that <laughs> well thanks zach right. appreciate you and thank have, you have so a good much. day have a good one Each week on Create, Talk, Repeat, I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration, something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want you to just get active. The brain and the body work together. Staying active will help your brain be more creative as well. I don't have any specific task other than to do something that gets you moving. Go for a walk, maybe go for a swim, play some basketball, go to the gym, Go outside and play with your kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, friends, whatever it is. Just get away from that screen and get active. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.